0: ESPN's Mel Kuyper Jr. said if the Chicago Bears trade Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons, they could get the eighth overall pick. I'm not sure I'm quite buying that that much compensation is realistic, but it does open up the conversation about what exactly could the Bears get if they trade Justin Fields this offseason. You are locked on Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day this is locked on bears and i'm your host lauren cox i'm here to bring you your daily in-depth chicago bears news and analysis you can follow me on twitter at cox sports one you can follow the podcast at locked on bears on all of your favorite social media platforms including the Locked on Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On the show today, we try and set the stage for what potential trade value could look like for Justin Fields. Something that's impossible to predict as we sit today in mid-January. But what we can do is look at recent quarterback trades to try and get a sense of what the market has looked like for other quarterbacks that won't be a direct comparison to Fields, but might give us some different bounds of what the highs and lows might be of what we could expect Justin Fields' general value to be in. We'll also look at some of the potential trade destinations And what they have for assets in terms of draft picks is always how we end up measuring these quarterback trades. What kind of picks can the Bears get Well, the team trading for him needs to have those picks to give up? And the more picks they have, the more flexibility they have to potentially move after a quarterback like Justin Fields. And we'll wrap up looking at some of the other factors that will shape his trade value that are outside of the Bears control when it comes to the other members of this quarterback carousel. And still the coaching carousel has to settle down a little bit as well. I think the place where we can get the best sense of what Justin Fields' trade value might be is what other teams have been willing to trade for other quarterbacks in recent years. Now, there's not going to be a quarterback who's in the exact kind of situation as Fields in terms of where he is on his rookie contract, where he is in his development as a as a passer and as a player, what he's proven so far in his career, and what he might still be able to do, where his ceiling still lands at a quarterback. That There's not an exact perfect match here of like, oh, this quarterback went for this much, so Fields should then get the same amount. Well, it's like maybe slightly better quarterbacks got this much, and maybe slightly worse quarterbacks got this much, and you can try and start to narrow down a range of what a trade package or compensation might look like for Justin Fields, and you don't see a lot of starting caliber quarterbacks trade, so it's not a huge sample size here either, and so I I don't want us to latch on and anchor to one trade. Like I think the one we've heard all off season from Bears fans across social media is Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to the Panthers and got a second round pick, a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick for the New York Jets in that deal. And so people say, well, Justin Fields is better than Sam Darnold. So at a minimum, the Bears should be able to get a second, a fourth and a sixth round pick. And while I certainly see that, you know, the comparisons in terms of, you know, young quarterback towards the end of a rookie deal that hadn't necessarily panned out fully, but has, you know, three seasons of starting experience under their belt, but you know still kind of looking for them to take the next step. Like there's, there's obviously some parallels there, but one of the specific details of the Sam Darnold trade that I see a lot of people overlook or forget about that changes the math a little bit here is exactly when those draft picks were included as a part of that deal. So the trade for Sam Darnold happened in 2021. And when he was traded that year, the, the Carolina Panthers gave up that year's sixth round pick plus a future second round pick and a future fourth round pick. The second and the fourth round pick were the following year's draft, not the current year's draft, but the following year's draft. And we've seen historically in the NFL that, in a trade, the following year's draft picks are valued lower than the current year's draft picks, like significantly in a trade. And so, Darnold was only a, f- a current sixth, a future second, and a future fourth. So, when you look at that for Fields, that's not the same as Fields for a current second, a current fourth, and a current sixth. Right? That's that's the key difference there. A future second and a future fourth are not viewed as as valuable as a current second and a current fourth. So, so that to me already kind of makes that a difficult comparison one-to-one. Unless you're thinking for Fields, you'd get a future second and a future fourth instead of the current second and the current fourth. A couple of other recent quarterback trades I wanted to go through as well. Uh, Just this past year, not a one-to-one comparison, but from the same draft class, another highly valued raw quarterback prospect, Trey Lance, traded from the 49ers to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. Now, clearly, Justin Fields, a much more valuable asset than Trey Lance. And Trey Lance got a fourth-round pick. And so, you know, when you see – I've seen other teams' fan bases be like, uh, what would you give up for Fields? Oh, I'd give up maybe a fourth-round pick for him. Like, that right there is sort of your evidence of, like, no. A fourth-round pick is what Trey Lance can garner. Justin Fields is going to garner a lot more than a fourth-round pick in a trade. How much more? Well, that's where it becomes a little bit of a challenge to start to parse out here because you look at some other recent quarterback trades. You know, Josh Rosen – goes from the Cardinals. Remember when the Cardinals said, Josh Rosen is our quarterback one. And then it became a meme because a few weeks later, a few months later at the draft, they traded him for a fifth round pick and a future second. So a fifth and a future two, kind of like Darnold, right? Where it's a current year, late round pick and a future year, second round pick. I think that's where I think those two trades were based on a similar framework when you really start to think back about it. And I wonder if that conversation isn't where field starts, where it's like, okay, is it A fourth is a mid round pick, a fourth round pick, and then a future second for Fields. And then you you sort of work off of there. Like, is that I still think Fields is better than Rosen and better than Darnold and should garner more than that. And you can start to throw a wild card in here when I think back to like 2018. Alex Smith traded from the Chiefs to the Washington football team because they had Patrick Mahomes and they're ready to move on. He got a third plus a veteran player in Kendall Fuller. Like, is Ryan Pohl someone who, hey, if I'm looking to trade Fields, obviously I want draft picks, but. Maybe the right young veteran player to help this team compete right away would be a valued addition there. I mean, kind of like DJ Moore in the trade down from the number one overall pick last year. Maybe you're not going to get a player as good as DJ Moore, but is there a Kendall Fuller level player plus a draft pick that you could get for Justin Fields that might end up being similar compensation to what we saw for Alex Smith? Other ranges more earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo went for a second round pick in 2017, And the kind of the big overpay was Sam Bradford for a first-round pick and a fourth round pick back in 2016. Like, I don't think I I would be surprised if the Bears could get a first-round pick this year for Justin Fields. I think in a combination of like seconds and thirds feels most likely to me. I think that Sam Bradford trade that we talked, that we just mentioned there was like the high-end example of if a team gets desperate for this quarterback, that's as high as you could possibly think you might get for Justin Fields this season. Not a top 10 pick. I think that one ended up being top 15 as it played out. But still, like, I don't think the Falcons are going to give up their eighth overall pick for Justin Fields straight up. Maybe if you traded Fields and a draft pick for the eighth overall pick, you know, but all of a sudden that's where it becomes so hard to like pin down here is Justin Fields' trade value because trade value can mean different things. If you package Fields with a pick to move up or if you trade Fields for a player and a pick versus just picks, and it also depends on what picks that other team that wants Fields has to trade. So we'll take a look at what kind of I guess, trade assets and potential resources some of the quarterback needy teams have that they could trade for Justin Fields when it comes to extra draft picks or maybe lacking in draft picks. Next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Maybe it's trading your quarterback to the highest bidder and trying to find a new quarterback for yourself. If you're looking for your, your version of a quarterback, LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to, write, to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Your success depends on the team you surround yourself with, and LinkedIn is going to give you access to the best group of candidates because their vast network of more than a billion professionals makes it the best place to hire. I'm on LinkedIn. I bet you're on LinkedIn. if you're not, a lot of your friends, family members, and coworkers are all a part of LinkedIn. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It takes two to tango for the Chicago Bears wanting to trade Justin Fields. And obviously on today's podcast, we're just operating under that assumption. We don't know for sure whether the Bears want to trade Justin Fields. But again, after Mel Kiper kind of floated out the first round pick scenario, it became the big talk of the town. And let's, let's slow this thing down as we kind of looked at the other quarterback trades, right? We're, we're in more like the multiple day two picks range as opposed to a high first round pick range. Maybe it'd be a different story if any of the late first round pick teams needed a quarterback, but they're all in the playoffs. And all happy with their quarterback situation. You know, the team's picking, you know, 25 and lower, et cetera. Like maybe you can start to talk then about that being close to a second round pick value. But for the most part, we're looking at seconds or maybe moving picks or maybe acquiring a veteran player. But it requires that other team that you're trading with to have the draft picks to trade. Now, we assume, you know, by default, every team was going to have seven picks, you know, one in each round. But then, Trades kind of move things around, and some teams have fewer than those seven picks. Other teams have acquired extra picks in some of those premium rounds. And I would imagine if I am a team that has extra draft picks, I would be perhaps more willing to part with a few draft picks to get a quarterback like Justin Fields as compared to a team that is already short on draft picks that might not want to give up even more draft picks to acquire Justin Fields. And then not be able to build out the rest of their team around Justin Fields, perhaps the way they might envision when they go ahead and trade for him. And so, in this case, I, I want to look specifically just at the the teams that you might consider either quarterback needy or in the market for a quarterback, or maybe considering a quarterback change. Like I, I'm not I'm like I'm not including the Dallas Cowboys in this conversation, even though like people are already speculating about Dak Prescott after their playoff loss. Like. I mean, I, I'm not here to, is, we're not here to parse out Dak Prescott. Like, if they move on from, we can add it to the conversation, but they really shouldn't, and that's kind of the end of the world. Same thing with the Miami Dolphins. Like, some people have pointed them out because they had a dis- disappointing playoff loss because of Tua, and Tua's coming up on the end of his contract as well. But, like, again, I really don't think Miami's going to do that, and they're also short on draft picks in this conversation anyway. So it's it's more the teams that are actually at least reasonably in the market for a quarterback and could consider Justin Fields. So, for example, the team that has the most draft pick compensation overall this year of any team in the draft, even more so than the Chicago Bears, is the Washington Commanders. and They have the second overall pick, so presumably they can stay at two and get whatever quarterback doesn't go number one overall. And in this scenario, if the Bears are trading Fields, then they're taking a quarterback number one overall here. And so most likely, Washington probably not in the market for Justin Fields. But if... Whoever Washington hires as a coach and their general manager, whoever they finalize as a GM regardless, if they look at this quarterback class and say, "Meh, maybe these guys aren't doing it for us. We really like Justin Fields. Let's go get him and then use that number two overall pick to trade down and do all the things we talk about the Bears trade down, acquire picks, you know, get wide receivers and other things to support Justin Fields, et cetera. Washington has the extra draft picks to do so. This year they have two second round picks and two third round picks to go with that number two overall pick. So they could trade you both of their second round picks for Justin Fields or a two and a three or a three and a three and something else. Like they've got some wiggle room here to give up draft picks for a quarterback like Fields and then still have a lot of draft picks left to build around said quarterback. Again, I don't think Washington is a super, you know, serious contender for Fields at this point, but you can't rule it 100% out until we see exactly what they do at the quarterback spot. Same thing for a team like the New York Giants, like Daniel Jones is costing them a lot of money and they've kind of said, yes, we are for sure going to have Daniel Jones back next season, but they might want competition for Daniel Jones, especially coming off of an ACL injury, I believe is that one. And, you know, Tommy DeVito, maybe not cutting it for them. Again, do I think they're a super likely team to trade for Justin Fields? Probably not, but they're drafting six overall, maybe outside of the range for one of the top, top quarterbacks in this draft. And they just so happen to have an extra second round pick in this year's draft. Or I think it's from the Leonard Williams trade. So there, if they you know, they trade one of their seconds and then a future pick or both of their seconds or a second and a third or, you know, what I mean, having an extra second there gives them some extra wiggle room here to potentially trade for a quarterback like Justin Fields. If they don't like their other options, you know, not giving up that first round pick, not getting any of the rookies that they might want, go trade, go combine that second with maybe some other assets and go get somebody like Justin Fields. Or how about one of the teams most often linked to the Bears and Fields so far in this process the Atlanta Falcons still need to see who their head coach is going to be, although Bill Belichick just interviewed there, so that's interesting. But the Atlanta Falcons do have two third-round picks this year, as do the Seattle Seahawks. We'll just throw them in here as well for having the same amount of extra picks. So not an extra second, not an extra first. And like we said, despite what Mel Kuyper said, I don't think there's any realistic reality where the Bears can't get number eight for Fields straight up. You could t- You could start to have a conversation of like, okay, could you trade Fields and a third-round pick for the Falcons first round pick. I mean, even then, that's kind of a reach. But, you know, I mean, you could start to come up with an idea of Fields plus something to get the first round pick from the Falcons. But even that, I don't think the Falcons are really going to be willing to give up that eighth overall pick in some deal for Justin Fields. It would have to be a really kind of complicated swing there. But they do have the extra third. So if they're willing to give up maybe a future second plus a current third plus something else, or maybe they do the current second and one of their thirds, knowing that they have the second, third round pick, or maybe they could do both third round picks. Like they've got that extra asset in there that they can play around with and potentially have have more flexibility to find a package that might appease Ryan Poles in this Bears front office. I throw the Seahawks in there because they have two third round picks. And personally, I'm a big Geno Smith fan and I think they'll stick with Geno Smith. But with a new coaching staff, I mean, we don't know who they're going to hire and what that staff's going to look like. You never know. And they're a team that some people have thrown out there as would they want to upgrade from Geno Smith and try and get a more dynamic quarterback in Justin Fields. I don't think they will, but they've got an extra draft pick that puts them at least in the resources conversation. Those four are the main teams that have extra picks you might be interested in. The Pittsburgh Steelers have two fourth round picks, but like, I don't know that fourth round picks are moving the needle on a Justin Fields trade. They've got their first, their second, and their third, like normal, and then two fourths okay, like they're still in the mix because they got all their draft picks and likely want some real competition for Kenny Pickett and and Mason Rudolph. You know, to me, I'm not, I feel like they got to do something at QB there and Fields is definitely a guy who would be a fun fit with that team and, and, and with Mike Tomlin and that system. I mean, see how much they're willing to give up when they already have invested a first round pick in Kenny Pickett and have been kind of bringing these quarterbacks along. But okay, they've got two fourths, but everybody else is in the normal amount of picks or fewer department. The New England Patriots picking third overall Maybe you know with with Gerard Mayo there, and maybe not wanting to keep rolling with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Certainly, they might be able to just get a quarterback they like at three. But if quarterbacks go one and two, and the Patriots don't like the rest of their quarterback options, you know, could they be a Justin Fields potential destination? Maybe. Again, all they've got is they they got a first, a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, sixth, the seventh. They're the regular seven picks. The New England Patriots have those and no extra picks, which doesn't preclude them from trading from Fields, but just doesn't give them the extra flexibility that some of those other teams have. Uh, I know the Denver Broncos don't have a second-round pick this year. And if we keep talking about the second-round pick as being probably the biggest asset, at least the biggest draft pick asset the Bears might go after in a Fields trade, that, to me, would make it difficult for the Broncos to be involved. They'd give up a future second plus a current third, and then they'd be really out of draft picks in the middle of the draft. And I've I've heard from people around the league that Denver's not really all that interested in Justin Fields anyway, that, yes, the plan is to move on from Russell Wilson, but Fields not necessarily a guy— they're super hyped up about going after in Denver at this stage of the process. But, you know, we'll see how things roll out. Uh, the Tennessee Titans don't have a third round pick. They do have a first and a second and then the fourths and stuff. But no third round pick does cut into some of their draft capital. Uh, the Raiders have their normal seven. They got their, they got, you know, normal picks to the first handful of rounds. They have like extra sixth and seventh round picks. But, you know, one first, one second, one third, one fourth, one fifth okay, there's not really any extra money to play with there either. And I don't know, can we throw the Jets in there? They don't have a second round pick from Aaron Rodgers trade, I believe, but they do have two fourth round picks. But I don't think the Jets are going to want to give up a bunch of draft compensation for fields and then sit them for another year behind Aaron Rodgers and then have to pay them. To me, they're not that realistic of of a team. So like the big resource teams are Commanders, Giants, and then Falcons, Seahawks, a little bit there. Middle of the pack resource team, you know, Raiders, Steelers, Patriots could all get it done, but then teams like the Titans and the Broncos and the Jets don't, and even the Dolphins have run through them in there don't really have a ton of extra capital to give up for Fields, So maybe they're a little bit less willing to become a high bidder in there. But to me, like that's why a lot of people circle Atlanta because they got the picks and the need and the spot for it and maybe the right coach for it. But that's where you get into some of these other factors that shape what the bears will get for Justin Fields. Not only what other quarterbacks have gotten in trades, not only what picks teams actually have that they might be willing to trade, But there's some other like outside of their control factors that we kind of got to wait and see how some different things play out across the NFL before we can get a sense of who might want Fields and how much they might be willing to give up to get Justin Fields. So we'll get into some of the other factors that might not come to mind right away, but will ultimately be something Ryan Poles is watching out for next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's Number one sports book. And if you haven't played with FanDuel yet, now is a great time to get in on the action, especially with the playoffs. It's a lot more fun to watch these playoff games when you have a little bit of money riding on the action. But even better, with FanDuel specifically, new customers will get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. You bet $5 on anything. And whether that bet is correct or incorrect, FanDuel is going to add $150 in bonus bets right into your account. It's free money to play with at FanDuel.com. It's slash locked on. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use, especially there's going to be draft prop bets and so much more once we get deeper into the off season here. So now's the time to get started at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get those $150 in bonus bets. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode of Locked on Bears is also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical, makers of the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that can treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among other things that can happen to any of us, especially at a time like this when you see pharmacies across the country running into shortages of some antibiotics. Sometimes the supply chain issues and just availability makes it so difficult we're seeing people that need an antibiotic, not always able to get it right when they need it. But Jace Case is a sense of peace of mind that you've got your antibiotics on hand whenever you need them. To get your own, you can visit jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And you complete an online physician encounter. That's then reviewed by a board certified physician. And your medication is dispensed by a licensed pharmacist at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than Today. Go to jacemedical.com and use our promo code locked on to get $20 off your order. The Chicago Bears can't control exactly what teams are willing to give up, but they can certainly try and start a bidding war and certainly look at what recent quarterback trades have gone for and use that as part of their negotiating and their leverage to get the best they could, the best value they could get for Justin Fields if they decide to trade him. But some of the factors in a potential fields trade are outside of their control. When you think about how other teams might evaluate this process and what what could still change as we go through this offseason between the middle of January now and then certainly you know the middle of March is when the new league year and free agency start, and then of course the draft in in April. A lot can change between now and then that might determine which teams We'll go after fields are willing to give up more for fields, have a spot for fields and which teams maybe were interested, but eventually changed their mind. Like For example, first of all, uh, we need to figure out who's going to be the coach for all these different teams before they can start to decide who their quarterbacks are going to be, especially all of these quarterback needy teams that we've been talking about. Washington Commanders, I think they just hired a GM or are just narrowing down GM, but still need to hire a coach. Atlanta Falcons still need to figure out a coach. Like we mentioned, just interviewed Bill Belichick would be a very different conversation about the Falcons if it's Bill Belichick versus Ben Johnson or Mike Vrabel or whatever, however those end up playing out. Seattle Seahawks still need to figure out who their head coach and offensive staff are going to be. Las Vegas Raiders still need to figure out if they're going to keep Antonio Pierce or if they're ultimately going to go outside the organization and get a different coach. And then if they keep Antonio Pierce, you know, who their offensive coordinator is going to be and all that stuff. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, they've got a couple young quarterbacks there, but... Not going to be the quarterbacks drafted by the new coach that comes in and then throw in the New England Patriots as well. Like we know Gerard Mayo is the head coach there, but he is, he's been able, he's been given the choice as to whether or not he will retain Bill O'Brien or whether he will go out and try and build his own offensive staff. So a lot of wild cards on coaching there. And then it'll depend, like some coaches might see Justin Fields and say, no, thanks. And some coaches might be sitting on their current team or their current position and saying, man. I really wanted Justin Fields in that draft. And man, if I can get on that new team and go acquire him at a discount, I would be thrilled to be able to go get Justin Fields. We don't know how any of the individual coaches feel about that kind of thing, but that's one of the dominoes that still needs to fall before those teams can decide A, whether they want Justin Fields, and then B, how much they'd be willing to give up to get Justin Fields. When you also have these quarterback-needy teams with other options to add a quarterback this offseason, the big one, the big domino that I'm imagining will need to fall before a Justin Fields trade, potentially, but I guess not exclusively. But Kirk Cousins is set to be a free agent this offseason, and I think there's an assumption that he will not be returning to the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know that that's locked in, but there's a feeling that he will play for another team next season. And so if I'm a team that needs a quarterback like the Tennessee Titans or like the New England Patriots or even the Seattle Seahawks, do I want Kirk Cousins, who I can just go give a contract to in free agency? Or do I want to give up a draft pick to go get a much younger Justin Fields with a higher ceiling, but certainly perhaps more question marks and more, you know, volatility as a quarterback there? And, and you know, maybe another team looks at Justin Fields as a potential bridge quarterback. You know, if you have a young quarterback like a Desmond Ritter or, you know, even a, a Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett and you want to like have Fields compete with somebody, not to just be the outright starter, but trade for him to be a competition. Okay, would you rather trade for Fields to be that competition? or sign Ryan Tannehill to be that competition? Like, I think it's not a question of, is Fields better than Ryan Tannehill? But for what Ryan Tannehill will cost, would you rather pay that much for Ryan Tannehill or pay the draft picks for Justin Fields, right? I Honestly, you could throw Gardner Minshew in that, in that conversation. Like, he'll be a much, much, much cheaper option. Not nearly as good of a quarterback, but if you're looking for just competition and not necessarily the guy, you know, would you rather sign Minshew to a cheap contract who you think has some starting upside or trade for Justin Fields and try and squeeze more of him. I them. Mean, you know, there's just other quarterbacks are also available besides Fields. And if I'm a quarterback needy team, am I putting all my eggs in the Fields basket? Or am I, am I thinking, well, let me see how much Kirk Cousins might cost. Let me see how much Ryan Tannehill might cost. And okay, if they get too expensive, then maybe I'm more willing to trade for Fields. Like, do we need to see those quarterbacks find homes before Justin Fields does? Or does one of these teams say, no, screw it. I really want Fields. I don't want to get in a bidding war for Kirk Cousins. Let me just go make this trade now, give up my draft capital and go get Justin Fields. could even throw Baker Mayfield in there. He's a free agent, but I would imagine the Buccaneers will try and bring him back. But if he hits the market, that's another potential wrench in in those negotiations. And then you've also got teams with struggling quarterbacks that we don't know how much the Steelers believe in Kenny Pickett and how much the Giants believe in, in Daniel Jones. And to some extent, the Falcons and Desmond Ritter, like, are any of those teams willing to straight up give up on those three guys? and just be more desperate for Fields than as a result, because they say, screw it, we can't win with Pickett, or we can't win with Daniel Jones, we got to go get Fields? Or do they say, we still have some faith in Jones and Pickett, so we're not going to go out and get a quarterback like Fields. We'll get some competition, but we're not going to invest everything it'll take to go get Fields, and then still try and make that an open competition. Like, that to me is another thing that we don't know, and that could affect how much the Steelers or the Giants or the Falcons or whoever are interested in Fields. Then there's other issues like, Salary cap maneuvering, veteran cuts, you know, if if another team cuts a quarterback that might become available, do they add to this market? There's another team that needs to create some cap space in order to make some of these moves work. Does that either take a team out or bring a team into the potential Justin Fields market? And then also, it's just a matter of like some of these quarterback needy teams. How do they feel about the top three quarterbacks in this draft class? Does everyone agree that Drake May should be the second quarterback taken or... Am my team that eh, I don't really think May is all that good, so maybe I need to go get fields because there aren't very many quarterbacks in this class that I really like? Or you know, you're a team like Atlanta at eight, and you're saying, listen, there are four quarterbacks or five quarterbacks that we like in the first round, and we're pretty sure one of those five quarterbacks is going to be there at eight. So whether it's Bo Nix or Michael Penix or maybe even J.J. McCarthy or, or Jaden Daniels or Drake May, whoever they think, if they think, oh, man, a quarterback's going to fall to us at eight or the Giants at six or the Titans at seven, like you don't have to necessarily be in the top three to get a quarterback you like in this draft class if you like enough of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Or if you look at this and say, Caleb Williams is the only good quarterback in this draft, and we don't really like any of these other guys, we better make sure we go get Justin Fields if the Bears are taking Caleb Williams. Like th- That, to me, is another one of these like outside factors that will make a big impact on how needy these teams are for Fields, how much they're willing to give up for Fields, and how much of a market there is for the quarterback. If everyone feels like, ah, oh, we've got other quarterback options, Fields won't go for as much. But if one team gets desperate or a couple teams start bidding up each other, Fields might go for more than we expect him to. And that's where, again, it's it's impossible to sit here today and say, this is what Justin Fields is worth on trade market. He is worth whatever, a second round pick and a third round pick and this. Like there's not one solid value from Fields because his value is only what teams will be willing to give up for him. And what teams are willing to give up for him changes, is not permanent, and is not purely based on what Fields did on the field. It's not purely based on fields himself. What teams are willing to give up for fields is also based on how they feel about free agents and draft picks and everything else. And so that makes it such a messy conversation for fields. I think it's about for us finding a minimum compensation that you'd be happy with and say, I'm not taking less than a second and a third for Justin Fields. And then from there, okay, then we can say if the bears trade for fields for less than that, we're disappointed. And if teams trade for fields for more than that, then we're thrilled. Like, I I don't know if that's the exact number for me, but I, I find it, I find myself something around that range, two seconds or a second and a third or, you know, some kind of combination. Certainly a player would be well in that conversation for me. A player that I like and a third round pick like the Alex Smith trade, that to me would be really intriguing as well. Get a guy who can help you right away, but still a younger player with some upside. I like that for the Bears. I'd love to hear what you think. Justin Fields' trade value should be? What kind of package do you need if you're giving up Justin Fields? Let us know in the comments here on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel, or you can tweet us at Lockdown Bears, or you can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you're going to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. And you're also going to make sure that every single day you get another opportunity to bear down.